press. Now here's the best. Stay tuned, sports podcast. And hello there, all you stay tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here, back after a very exciting divisional round of uh, football games. Um, I don't know how Super Bowl and the, the championship games are going to top that, but uh, definitely going to have to dive into some of these games, especially one that may have impact for the future of NFL overtime rules. Um, but before we get into this show, head over to staytunesports.net for all of our social media accounts on the right-hand side there. Uh, you're going to want to start liking and sharing them because I did a test run of a live stream on my personal Facebook uh, page and uh, it was quite interesting. Um, but hopefully this weekend I'm going to do a live one for the Bare Knuckle uh, I don't think it's a pay-per-view but I think it's just a regular fight night show on Saturday night and the wife is going to join me Alicia who also does a podcast with me Wine Whiskey in a Review Hopefully in the next couple weeks we're going to get that one up and running again. Kind of took a break from that. But um, head over to www.buymeacoffee.com slash stsports. Just another way to uh, show your support for the show. Follow us there as well if you want. Buy me a beer if you want. Like, literally, you could send me a dollar, which is a beer, you know? Uh, and, you know, with Super Bowl coming up, I'm going to do a giveaway. So whatever we get from... The buymeacoffee.com slash stsports site or any merchandise sales. We're going to do something for the Super Bowl as far as a giveaway. Uh, still got plenty of time. What, three, four weeks, three weeks uh, before that happens. And then also we still have our uh, chat line still open. 612 STS chat. Definitely would like to hear your guys' opinions about the overtime rules. Should we change them? Should they stay the same? Should they completely overhaul them, you know, and any other sports topics that you may have an opinion about or want to hear my opinion about. Um, But before we get into the divisional round games and how they all unfolded this past weekend, past Friday, we had the Stay Tuned Sports podcast truck series back again at um, North Wilkesboro, a very... uh, I mean, in, in their terms, a little bit more cautions than normal. Uh, I believe there was like five or six total cautions, but very slippery track. A lot of the cautions were due to like the to the back end of the trucks spinning out. There was one nasty uh, wreck that I think involved Chris Darling um, that pretty much blocked the whole uh, truck lanes down to the point that, you know, most of the trucks had come to a stop. Um, but as far as, you know, the chase itself, um, Jason Gracias won the race. Now he's up by 21 points on second place. He overtook the first place uh, spot from John Canizero, I believe it was. Um, as far as our racer, Matt Cherry, he did move up a little bit. He had a, a decent finish, he had a top 10 finish, but he is 109 points behind with I believe like two races, maybe three races left. So he needs a lot more good finishes and some help, I believe, to to have a chance to get back up up there in the, the 
championship talk. Um, as far as my three racers that I picked to watch before the chase happened, like I just said, Jason Gracias won this past week. He's up by 21 points. He's going to be tough to beat. I mean, I know it's only 21 points and anything could happen with it being that close. But his last three races all were top five finishes. You know, he won this week, came in second, and I think second the week before. Um, so I, I, I think it's it's pretty much his to lose the way he's been racing. Is that my kiss of death that really hasn't really hit anybody this year, unlike last year? We'll see. Um, Philip Scott was my second pick uh, to driver to watch. He's just he's just kind of out of that momentum. He, he's starting to slip really far back. He's ninth place now, behind 269 points. So I mean that's a he basically had to win out and everybody else wreck out to have a chance to to win the championship. And then John Conzero. Didn't finish that good. Finished in 14th. He actually dropped to fourth place in the chase, 56 points back from Jason Gracias. It's doable, uh, especially with two or three races left. So, um, basically, my picks are down to, to Conazero and and Gracias to uh, to win it. But again, with how uh, Jason's been driving lately, just been out there, just passing cars left and right really fast and there's no one really other than other than maybe Chris Darling Chris Darling the past two weeks has been shown he's been a lot faster so maybe he could give a little push even though he didn't have a great finish this past week um, he did spin out a couple times so that may have contributed to uh, slightly not not as good of a finish that he was hoping for but this week, tune in Friday night over on YouTube, 3 White TV, Stay Tuned Sports Podcast Truck Series. Only two races left, so there should be a lot more drama starting to really build up, especially if some of these guys could get a little bit closer to Jason in the points to make it a little bit more of a push than a, a, a wash for him to, to win this whole thing. <laughs> Past weekend was the divisional rounds for the NFL games. For the NFL season. Um, I'll admit, you know, Saturday I did not watch any games. I uh, actually went to uh, Baby Penn's game this past week, which was uh, actually a really good game. Uh, Penns were down by one. 46 seconds left, tie it up, take it over time, and ended up winning it with a three-on-three. So I really didn't get a chance to watch those games. Um, it sounded like the Bengals and the Titans were a good game. Joe Burrow just seems like he's just having fun out there and winning games and I forget who I, I commented to on Twitter um, that Bengals team reminds me a lot of my Philadelphia Eagles when we won the Super Bowl they're a young team no one's really given them a chance and so they don't really have pressure you know like they're like I said last week you know they're pretty much playing with house money right now they, they weren't supposed to be this good they weren't supposed to make it this far. And here they are in a divisional round playing the Kansas City Chiefs, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, Aaron Rodgers gets bounced after one game. He just cannot beat the 49ers. It's 
It's weird. It's like the, it's like they're cursed. You know, he's cursed towards them or something. He couldn't beat them when uh, he he played against them with Colin Kaepernick, and it's surprising because he is supposedly the MVP leader, and to get bounced after one game, and then Sunday with uh, Tampa Bay playing St. Louis with Brady making a huge comeback with that team. I thought if he wins this, they should just hand over the MVP trophy to him. I mean, that's twice in in what? Five, six years? I forget when the, the Atlanta Super Bowl was, but to come down by that much and almost win, and then only to have his defense leave Cooper Cup that wide open only to lose the game. I mean, if you guys have listened over to the years, you guys know I'm not a Brady fan. Never rooted for him. Always felt he definitely got the um, the favoritism towards him. You know, especially with with Spygate and um, Deflategate, and even some of the calls on the field, which he had his first unsportsmanlike conduct because he was complaining to the ref that he got hit below the helmet, you know, right on the, the, the chin, which, I mean, if you go back and watch that that replay, he did get hit in the chin. So, I mean, that should have been a rough in the passer call, was not called, but Brady and Temple Bay gets bounced by the Rams. Matthew Stafford finally has a team and a defense that can complement him. And I think that's what's helping this, this team right now uh, going forward because and you guys will see in a, a little bit when I get give my uh, championship picks championship weekend picks I don't see an answer for the 49ers to beat the Rams you know there's just too many weapons that the, the Rams have um, Stafford is on the verge of breaking a record of most playoff touchdowns I think they say at like 19 now or so, tied with, you know, Dan Marino, Tom Brady. I forget who the third one was. But uh, back to the the Chiefs and the Bills. When the the Buccaneers game got done, me and my youngest were sitting there, and I'm thinking to myself, how the hell are any games going forward going to be able to top this one? This This had to be game of the year. Well, I started putzing around the house and everything. I think I missed the first, like, I think I missed the first half of the Bills-Kansas City game. I was keeping an eye on the score on my my phone and everything. But when I t- tuned in, it was, uh, I believe it was like 21-23 Kansas City at the time. And the last minute and a half of the game between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes included three lead changes and 25 total points. Just a complete shootout. Um, I, I saw a stat today that said the yards Patrick Mahomes threw in that last minute and a half was more than what Jimmy Garoppolo is averaging in the playoffs. That's just insane. I mean, I know 
you know, Mahomes got uh, Tyreek Hill and McKinnon at running back, and you know he has weapons, Kelsey. But that is insane to put up that type of a performance in a minute and a half, only to go to overtime. I mean, every lead change that happened was like, well, Josh Allen won. Well, Mahomes won. Well, Josh Allen, won. you know, it just kept going back and forth. Like you didn't think the other guy was going to come back from what just happened. Goes to overtime. Kansas City wins a toss. And that's where this future drama, I'll call it, because there's there's no um, there's there's no rumors or, or statements out there saying that it's going to get changed. But for the performance Josh Allen put out there, to not get a chance or a possession in overtime to at least attempt to tie is just. It's a tragedy, honestly. I mean, it was still an awesome game. Best game of the year. Best game probably in the past five years. Regular season or playoff. But to have it end that way, like it was in a way anticlimactic. At least to me. Now, I know, my, you know our good buddy King um, disagrees with me here that the overtime rules should be changed. He thinks they're fine. Bill's defense should have stopped them. And I agree. But Josh Allen should have a chance to make the Bills defense stop him. And since then, so many commentators, so many players have commented on, on Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff that something has to be changed. And you know what? It, it does. You know, if, if the game is looking to evolve and not stay the same and not stay plain Jane... They got involved with the times. And if you look at the stats, I think I saw somewhere that basically 60% of the teams that win the coin toss end up winning the game. Now, you should probably say 60%. That's not that bad. If you really think about it, it's it's every, you know, it's not as, as fair as it could be. And I think there's some options out there to still make the game exciting, but make but help the, the game evolve. Now, one rule, um, overtime rule that got actually proposed last year, I believe, by the, the Ravens was called the spot and choose rule, uh, choose rule, which one team would choose what yard line on the field, no matter which end, to start at the team that didn't win the coin toss so whoever wins the coin toss picks the you know where, where, the, where to start the, the overtime at the team that doesn't win the coin toss get to decide either we'll start there or we'll defend there still be a 10 minute overtime period but once the, the overtime starts then the overtime rules that are right now would be, you know, would, would be part of this. So basically the only thing they're adding to the overtime rules now is the whole whoever wins coin toss, eliminate kickoffs, pick where to start. 
I still don't like that because if a team scores a touchdown, it's over. The other team didn't get a chance to try to tie it. Um, the other one would be both teams have one possession. Basically, no, the other one was the, the field goal um, skills competition, which I thought was just, just stupid. Like then now you get into like XFL type original XFL type rules. But I started thinking of my idea, you know, in my head, like what, how would I would change it? And, you know, when I was arguing with our, our good buddy King about it, he said, you know, it definitely won't get changed, especially with player safety and, you know, worrying about the game just going on and on and on for overtime. Now, this is strictly overtime. The the way the game is for a regular season, to keep it that way. But my idea of how to change this and make it better, both teams get a possession. Keep the coin toss. Keep the, you know, do you want possession first or second? The other team picks what side of the field to defend. But here's where you can make it interesting. The team that gets the second possession must beat the time it took the other team to score. Whether the first team, the first possession was a field goal or a touchdown. So the first, so for example... You know, Patrick Mahomes took him 13 seconds to get downfield. They kick a field goal. Okay, second team comes on. That team has 13 seconds or less to get a field goal. To tie it up, to go into another possession, which then it would be sudden death. Whoever scores the next point is done. But if that team scores a touchdown in under 13 seconds... They win. Game over. This way, I mean, like, honestly, what's the chances of a playoff um, overtime game having two scores in 26 seconds, whether it be a touchdown or, or a field goal, to tie it back up? And I think that would add drama to the game. To that game, at least, I should say. I mean, with how Josh Allen and, and Patrick Mahomes were playing this game, like I say, I felt so bad for Josh Allen and the Bills. And even that the, the receiver, Davis, four touchdowns in the playoff game. Just insane. And to not get a chance to at least tie the game up. So I think you're definitely going to see something, a bigger push this offseason when it comes to um, competition committee. I know... Rooney from the Steelers says he definitely is open to a a change. And I think it's about time. I think it's about time to tweak some of these rules, especially the taunting rule that was made because of Tyreek Hill last year to only not get called again this year. So it's it's just insane. There's still a lot to clean up as far as officiating. But we got to clean up this overtime drama. Up next is our hot minute take. Questions. I, I don't even think 
Brady had his shoulder pads off yet. We're already started. Is he going to retire? And from the way he made it sound, he's not rushing to the decision, but it's out there. And here's what I got to say about that. So if I'm Tom Brady, you know, with everything I've done, all the records I hold, all the championships I hold, what else is there out there for me? What is the, the, the motivation to come back? You know, you look at this team compared to the Super Bowl team. They lost a lot of weapons. Antonio Brown was a big part of the Super Bowl run. He gets waved, fired, quit, whatever you want to call it. Lose their big second receiver to an ACL tear. So basically they're down to Gronk and Mike Evans. If Tampa Bay doesn't do anything, just retire. You have nothing else to prove. But on the flip side, if I'm Tom Brady, I'm not giving an answer. I'm waiting it out. Let Tampa Bay draft a quarterback. See if they add weapons. Because if they could add weapons, like that Super Bowl team, why not come back and try to go out on top? So that was my, my hot minute take there. Um, the other little caveat, I guess you would say, about the Tom Brady situation too is I'm not sure if, it, if it's official yet, but Brian Lefwich, the Tampa Bay offense coordinator, is going to be named the head coach, the new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, which I think will be a big decision to weigh for Tom Brady. Do I think he's going to retire? I mean, the way he was talking, I could see it. But it's Tom Brady. I think he doesn't want to go out losing just like just like how he did in the divisional round. So before I talk a little fight news, um, figure I figure I'd pick the championship round here. But kind of recap about last week, I went one and two with my picks. I'm going to pick three games. Um, I lost the Packers game, and I lost uh, the Buccaneers game, I believe it was. But for this weekend, I'm riding the Bengals train till the train comes off the track. Um, like I said earlier, Bengals just playing with no, I don't want to say no fear, but just no regard. And when you're playing loose and you're having fun, that's a, a tough thing to, to beat. And when you look at the Chiefs, they had a tough time. Granted, in the first quarter, it was only one quarter, but a tough time against the Steelers in the first quarter. Bills are a hell of a lot better team than the Steelers. And it took them to overtime to beat them. Now, the question is, how much uh, gas did that game take out of Excuse me, out of the Chiefs? So we'll have to, we'll have to see... What happens with that game? But I will predict this. If it's another shootout, Mahomes will win it. Just because of experience. Then as far as the Rams and Niners, I got the Rams over the Niners. I think the Rams just have too many weapons. That defense is just too good. And I think the Niners finally will um, hit the end of the road here. So as far as fight news, this past weekend UFC 270, I believe it was, um, Francis Nagano 
recaptures his heavyweight title or unifies his heavyweight title after winning by decision over Cyril Gagne. And Dana White was not in the ring to wrap the belt around him. Which, if you haven't been following, Dana White and Francis has have been having a public spat over um, salary, fight salary. And just to kind of show you where UFC is with their fighters and, and money, uh, Francis made, I think they said $700,000 for the fight, no win bonus, whereas if you combine the main event, co-main event, and I believe the, the, the fight right before the co-main event, still made less than what Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder made for their bout. So the fight pay is just ridiculously low. And good for Francis Nagano for standing up and saying, hey, you know, I deserve more. Dana White's little pettiness, you know, didn't want to put the belt around him, fine. Didn't even show up to Francis Nagano's post-fight presser. But yet, when the co-main event named the new champion, Dana White was right there to put the belt on. So, the thing is with me and this whole Dana White thing, this is not going to be the last time you'll see a fighter complain about pay. And even Francis said, you know, I could go to... The, go over to boxing and knock out cans there I could go to Bellator because this was his last fight on the contract and Francis was even commented on saying that when they strip me of this belt that's when I know, I know I'm a free agent which he I know he's waiting for and he even dropped saying about going to BKFC which I'd be curious to see how he does over there I mean the heavyweights are pretty good over there um, and if that were to happen, and I even saw something say that if uh, Israel say and Kamara Uzman stand behind him and UFC loses those three champions, you might see UFC start falling down a little bit here, especially with the pay-per-view prices going up. I think pay-per-view price now is like 80 bucks a, a pay-per-view. To watch all pay-per-views this year for UFC, it's something like $1,200. It's insane. And you can't pay your fighters. You're you're a multi-million, probably a billion company, and you're paying your fighters at most a million dollars. UFC, if they keep on this road, will be only a stepping stone for up and coming fighters. You look at Conor McGregor, came from nothing. One both belts. Went to boxing, made a ton of cash, started a company, and what has he done since boxing? Nothing, because he don't have... I think his problem is he doesn't have that same fire that he did before the boxing match. And if these fighters know, listen, I could go over to boxing or even bare-knuckle fighting championship and make in one night what I made in my whole UFC career... Why not? Tyrone Woodley fought Jake Paul, uh, Jake Paul twice, and now he's retired. Because that's how much money he made. Speaking of Jake Paul, he bought an investment to UFC, so I'm curious to see. As much as I hate him, I don't hate him, I just dislike him. I'm curious to see if he sticks by his word to try to get fighters more pay. And if that were to happen, 
you'll see it could could stay afloat. But you're gonna see a dip in talent if Dana White and UFC does not get this whole pay scale, pay salary fixed. I think that's gonna be it for this week. Um head over to staytunesports.net for all of our social media accounts, which is on the right hand side there. Uh, up top is our merch tab. Head over, head over to www.buymeacoffee.com slash stsports to show your support towards the show. Give me a call, 612-STS-CHAT or it's 612-787-2428. Tell me what your opinion is about the overtime rules. What do you think about Dana White and his pettiness? I'm curious to see what you guys, you know, gotta say. And make sure you guys head over to uh, Max Graphics Facebook page. I forgot to mention them during our race uh, chat there. Um, for any paint schemes, designs for your iRacing likes. So, till next week, it's your good friend Jimbo signing out.